0: Here's the quote from our boy, Cicero. No, here's a quote from our friend, Cicero.
1: <laughs> our boyfriend.
0: <laughs> much like wine, an old friendship grows...
1: Just like wine.
0: Did I say much like? <laughs> yes. Y'all ever had wine? You know how it grows more delightful with time? Just like wine? That's the
2: quote. <laughs> Y'all ever had wine?
0: <laughs> All right, I said the quote. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I did. I read the both of them.
1: So, hello everyone. Welcome to Fire the Canon. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western Canon and decide if they belong or not. I am one of your hosts, Jackie. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: shut up. yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm your other host, Rachel.
0: Woo. I'm the producer, Theo.
2: Meh. Eh. Me. <laughs> Bio, tell them what the podcast's
1: premise is.
0: Uh, basically Rachel and Jackie, they keep reading books and they No they one decide, can stop us. I did already
1: do this part. <laughs> you did? Say the part about um, how we're going to learn so much we won't have fun and things like that.
0: Rachel and Jackie <laughs> search through the western canon to find the most find the least obscure books. <laughs> and they belong We've in the We've been searching canon and searching
1: for the
2: least obscure thing. <laughs> it's taken us forever. <laughs>
0: the best part about this podcast that I'm sure you've all noticed already is that they read the books and explain them to you and to me. So you don't have to read anything. It's like you're learning, but you're not even learning. <laughs> yeah. It's like dinner, but without the dinner. It's
1: like learning. <laughs> it's like eating a big old juicy hamburger, but you can't taste it, feel it, or smell it. <laughs> this week, we have something very special planned for you because we are celebrating our anniversary episode. Yes. Nice! We have been doing this one annum. How do you say in Latin? One year.
0: Uh, fuck. I forgot. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Theo's Latin boy, don't you know? He took Latin in high school. I tried to take Latin in high school. My mom wouldn't let me. She's like, no, there's only one Latin boy and it's not you.
0: Uno. Most of the audience Uno. is completely
2: Uno. unaware of this, but the three of us are actually friends in real life. Mm-hmm.
0: But we did meet on this podcast.
2: Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't friends when we started. Yeah. We had known each other for 13-ish years, but I wouldn't say that we were friends until mm-hmm. we started the podcast. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so in honor of our anniversary and our long standing IRL friendship, we have decided to read Marcus Tullius Cicero's How to Be a Friend. Last episode, Theo said that he wanted us in honor of our. One year anniversary, which as everyone knows is the limerick anniversary. Yes. He wanted us to present each other with limericks that could be the intro to the episode from now on. So right. we've all written at least one.
0: Oh, the intro to the episode? Okay. Well, it's at least the intro to this episode.
1: No, the show, the intro to the podcast. Uh, mine is pretty much for this episode too.
0: Oh gosh. I'll admit audience that I... Uh forgot to do it so i quickly drafted mine in the five minutes when we were you know.
2: despite
1: being reminded like
2: every other day that it was his idea and he needed to
1: do i also it. just did mine on the spot but um we could actually i mean mine is kind of just for this episode but it could be updated regularly and episode by episode it will it could be true every single year oh okay all right want to hear it yeah. yeah this is the pod of three friends whose friendship <laughs> is never to end We've done this one year and not shed one tear. Let's hope we can keep up that trend. That's pretty Ooh. good.
0: But is it true?
1: No. <laughs> you don't? Come on. <laughs> We've definitely
2: shed tears. <laughs> we literally
0: have episodes where Rachel cries on. We
2: you. had
1: one episode. <laughs> one episode. Gosh. Oh,
0: and we had another one, but we had to re-record it.
1: What? She didn't cry during that. Oh, no. the,
0: uh, the uh
1: Catcher in the Rye?
0: Yeah, Catcher in the Rye. Didn't you?
1: No. Did I? No, I don't think so. She did not cry. I think I think did. we were just bummed out. I thought we
2: re-recorded it because it was really boring. Yeah.
0: No, it's all the crying. It really. <laughs>
1: was <laughs>
0: awesome. I was like, God, what? this crying is so boring. Can you do anything else? It's so boring. Can
1: you cry more interesting? So maybe I can call it. We've done this one year and we've shed a few tears. And Rachel's shed tears. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's keep this up year after year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what have you got for us, Thea? Uh,
0: Well, I think we both sort of stooped pretty low and we both did the same friend and rhyme. Oh, good thing I did mine first. Oh, well, I can edit it uh, the other way if that's better.
1: (laughs) He'll edit it so his is first. Yeah, I should have made that. It should have said, like, this is the pot of three friends. Jackie wrote this first
0: (laughs) or something. Oh, so I wouldn't be able to edit it in a different order?
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is the first thing we said.
0: (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll change mine to that. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Um, here we go. And this is sort of, you know, try to get in my state of mind, like where I am these days when you hear this. <laughs> these days I record with my friends. This first year has come to an end. <laughs> we sometimes get laughy. Suppose that means I'm happy and we're counting our profits in tens. Oh God. <laughs>
1: that's pretty good. I think. <laughs> One ten. We had the same rhyme for the first two
0: lines. I know. So I'm Sam.
2: I slightly changed the rhyme scheme of the limerick
1: because oh my I wanted to have the title of our... It's
0: nothing sacred, Rachel.
1: <laughs> We're it. Man's hubris knows no bounds. So here's <laughs> <laughs> woman's hubris.
0: Just like Odysseus. Nice callback to a year ago. Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I am like Odysseus. I sleep sometimes. Which was
0: the major theme of the Odyssey. Okay, go ahead, Rachel.
2: It was the major theme. Jackie's incredulous. We can't rehash with the major theme of the Odyssey. It hasn't even been a year yet.
0: No, it takes too long. <laughs> we'll do it once a year. Okay.
2: Welcome to Fire the Cannon, it's everyone's favorite pod. We read classic books, we share lots of looks. Don't criticize Theophilus's bod. Whoa. So that was the one I wrote when I was falling asleep. Wow. Well, and then here's a better one. So I disagree jacket. with that limerick. <laughs> you wanna do it, okay. Yeah. Okay, welcome yeah. to Fire the Cannon. It's everyone's favorite pod. We read classic lit, we have to admit. We're a delightful literary squad. Nice.
0: There
1: you hey, Now that one could actually be the only one that works for every single episode.
0: We're a delightful literary squad? hmm uh, Is that too many syllables? Uh,
1: limericks are very loose.
0: We're a delightful literature squad. We're a delightful liter- liter- literature squad. Literary. Literature we're, squad. Take out-
1: <laughs> we're literally delightfully literature. Just add
0: in some apostrophes. <laughs> literary.
1: literary squad. Okay, so I think when we talk about this treatise on friendship we're either going to be so just surrounded by love be like, and, that's yeah, and be like that's us and i love you guys so much or we're gonna hash out all of our fights
0: there are grievances
1: yeah there are parts of it that are like a good friend always lets you know true criticisms and doesn't just flatter you all the time really yeah Theo's like, what?
0: I didn't know I could do that. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: oh, man, the gloves are coming off. They're already off. I'm excited.
2: Okay. Yeah, she's never worn gloves around you.
0: Mm-mm. No, I'm saying for me.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. I thought it was the year is odd taste of God
1: or something. Not taste of God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it when the year is odd? Wrath of God. <laughs> oh, shoot.
2: You were supposed to have your gloves off all year.
0: Yeah, I know. I should have been mean to Jackie this whole year. Uh, should we explain that to the audience?
2: Yeah, just explain it. <laughs> okay. Okay. just real quick and
1: then we'll talk about Cicero
0: so audience everything in nature goes in cycles <laughs> right Does <laughs> my relationship with Jack
1: everything in nature goes in cycles and this one friendship that Theo has with me goes in cycles but not any of his other friendships <laughs> apparently
0: <laughs> no those are just on a longer cycle True.
1: okay you're right yeah
0: where I'm, I'm just kind and warm to them for a h- hundred years and then it changes but with yeah. you it's every year it's every yeah. year and then you die no don't mention that part Rachel that's, that's, that's the trick
1: oh sorry oops um Well, I feel bad for the one when it just starts out mean for a hundred years and then they die.
0: Oh, there aren't any. So (laughs) with Jackie, it's a two-year cycle. So there's a year where I'm nice to her and then it alternates with a year where I'm mean to her, right? Right. Yeah, the easy way to remember this is that when the year is even, suppress the demon. (laughs) When the year is odd...
1: Wrath Wrath of God. God.
0: But what I like about it is I can conveniently forget which one it is because the rhyme has nothing to do with whether or not it's good. So I could easily say, when the year is even, unleash the demon. (laughs) When the year is odd, be like God. Be nice to God. (laughs) Not to God. That would imply that you're God. Mm
1: -hmm. Be nice like God when he was nice, when he decides to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like that, too, because it implies that it's like you have to suppress the demon, but you also have to suppress God, it seems like.
0: I know. Everybody's coming for you, Jackie. Oh, man.
1: Inside you, there are two wolves. Actually,
2: one wolf is a demon and one wolf is God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you need to keep them both down.
2: And they both don't like Jackie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's been an odd year, guys. It's been an odd year.
2: Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so so I read a translation by Philip Freeman, which is also the one I told Jackie to read, and oh. I don't think she did. Yes, I did. Whoa. You did. Okay, yeah, isn't that the blue one that you're holding up?
0: <laughs> I love it when friends do things together,
1: like read the same translation of an essay by Cicero.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Although the last time that I didn't read the translation you told me about, it ended up being kind of good.
0: Oh,
2: shit. Uh Uh-oh. Well, this isn't really that humorous of an essay, so. All right. So Marcus Tullius Cicero, he was born in 106 B.C., and he died in 43 B.C., Whoa. Yeah. I mean, what a span.
0: <laughs> Not much changed during that time, right?
2: I guess so. Yeah. I think.
0: <laughs> like literally what was invented then?
2: I mean, like the Republic of Rome or whatever. Rome was like falling or declining as he died.
0: Uh, it became the empire in 27.
2: Yeah. So I guess okay. actually a lot was happening. Wait,
0: no, but he didn't make it to 27. So he didn't even see the empire happen.
2: Well, he knew stuff was happening. Julius Caesar kind of kicked him out of Rome. Mm. Hmm, not that big oh, no. a deal.
0: <laughs> kind, of, kind of a boring life, right? I mean, think about it. Like in our lifetimes, we've already seen Facebook turn into meta.
2: Oh, true. Like, that's huge. <laughs> that's way bigger than the Republic <laughs> turning into the Empire.
0: Which he didn't even see. So
2: Yeah. Just even if he had seen it, though, I'm saying it wouldn't be that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <sighs> okay. So Cicero, for one thing, it means chickpea and when he was like trying to get ahead in politics apparently people were like you need to change your name and make it something cooler he's like no by the time i'm done
0: chickpeas will be chickpeas Chickpeas gonna be
2: cooler than any other name
0: (laughs) really yeah he said that
2: yeah oh i would love to name a cat chickpea
0: yeah just get another cat
2: (laughs) Yeah, you've got one change Harrison Ford's name
0: No, no, no. It's a perfect name. Yeah, she already has names for those. She needs a fifth cat so she can call it chickpea.
2: Do you want to know? So apparently it was actually pretty common for Romans to give themselves like kind of humble, personal surnames like chickpea. There were famous people named Fabius, Lentulus, and Piso, which means bean, lentil, and peas. Hmm. So it was like pretty common for people to have these vegetable names. Chickpea wasn't that crazy of a name. Because a lot of other people name themselves after beans. I think he has the best legume, though, for sure.
0: I love a chickpea. A chickpea.
2: So versatile.
0: Mm-hmm. And they just look cool.
2: They do look pretty cool. They're good
0: shape, right? They are. Every other bean is such a boring shape.
2: Not kidneys. No, I mean, some beans are really pretty, and there's some gorgeous beans out there. <laughs> I'll show you pictures later.
0: <laughs> it's a shame we eat them. <laughs>
2: There's a few things I want to tell you about his background, which is, number one, in real life, his politics were really bad, which you can probably tell from reading the book. From the fact that Rachel's
1: talking about him, I can tell. Yeah,
2: that his <laughs> politics were bad. He was just, like, very against democracy. And he was like, people suck, and also, you know, poor people aren't very smart. Yeah, he said a lot of weird classist stuff in this. Wait till we get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was a hypocrite about a lot of things. Like he claimed to support, you know, the will of the people, but there were a lot of reforms that I think like specifically Caesar enacted and he was really against them. So he married his first wife. Of course, like everyone, they didn't marry for love, but they were together for 30-something years and then they ended up getting a divorce. And he had to return all her money to her and he didn't have hardly any money at the time. So he quickly married... His wealthy ward, who was, like, 13 years old, they ended up getting divorced right away.
1: And then he died a bachelor. Wow. (laughs) Okay, question. If you don't get married for love, you get married for, like, practical reasons, what could possibly cause the divorce? Like, it's not practical anymore, but it seems much less practical to get divorced.
2: Uh, he said she betrayed the bonds of marriage or something, but he didn't say what. We don't know what her opinion was. Like, we only know what he said about his wife and what his friends said well, about We got to get Mrs. Chickpea on here. We need her side of the story. <laughs> I know. I yeah. love you from <laughs> Chickpea. I have also I also read that the reason he divorced his second wife is because she had always been really jealous of how close he was to his daughter. He had one daughter and one son and his daughter's name was Tulia. But so he was always really, really close to his daughter, like closer than other people were. People would like make fun of him for being friends with her and like caring about her so much. And she ended up dying soon after giving birth when she was like 28 or 30 or something like that so Uh, his daughter died and he was really upset about it and his young wife was like kind of happy i guess and he was so upset about that that he divorced her i mean yeah
0: wait this is the first wife
2: no the second wife the first wife was the mother of his daughter and she loved her as well okay got it Yeah, the second wife was like half his daughter's age, if that. Ew. So that was kind of gross. But here's something funny. So there was a term at the time which was a Senex Amator. It's like an old fool in love, basically. So it's like an old guy who becomes really in love with a young woman or a girl. Uh. And this was like a classic trope that people always made fun of. So there's a recording, something written down. One of his friends is defending him and they're like, Cicero was not a senex Amator. He married her purely for her money yeah
1: which is like he wasn't in his defense yeah he wasn't in love with this girl he just wanted to take her money he's a smart smart man who wanted to take a 13 year old's money and also married her she was his ward yeah so and this was like
2: not normal behavior at the time like People were thinking, oh, this is gross of him to
0: do this. <laughs> What's gotten into chickpea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I ask you? If you really loved a guy with the last name chickpea and he said, will you marry me? <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> and he said, will marry me. I think
1: if I met a man named chickpea, even if he didn't love me, I would say, please, please marry me. That would be such a cool I wouldn't name. I would take any man's last name.
0: <laughs> but what if he was like... It's important, yeah. The chickpea name must go on. I
1: wouldn't do it. I would say, "Oh, I guess you're not the man that I care about." I didn't say I would take his last name. I would. I would just beg to marry him.
0: What if you said it's the only way? It's the only way you can inherit the chickpea fortune. We're <laughs> the ones who invented chickpeas.
2: How much money do is the chickpea fortune?
0: That's old money. Let me tell you,
2: they've got chickpea money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so you're not saying, what if I was in love with a man who wanted me to change my last name? You're saying, would you change your last
1: name for a lot of money? And the answer is yes. As (laughs) long as the name is Chickpea. I think, look, they've got Chickpea money. Chickpea can just be synonymous with the word money. We can just say, like, "Uh, she's new Chickpea. (laughs) (laughs) She's new Chickpea. (laughs) I've got that old Chickpea. (laughs) They're an old Chickpea family. I like it. Okay,
2: so at the time that he wrote this book, he... Was in his 60s and his daughter had just died and he was essentially exiled from Rome by Julius Caesar because of political differences and he was living on a farm one of his farms he was he was still doing pretty well at this point because he stole his young wards money or whatever he had a a really good friend whose name was atticus which the guy named himself that because he loves athens so much and athens was like in the province of attica so he's like i'm gonna name myself after this place and even though they lived in athens and rome they were like best friends their whole lives and they constantly wrote each other letters so this was one of the essays that he wrote while he was grieving his daughter. The frame narrative is, so he's like, this is written by me, but I'm not going to say it's written by me because I think people will like it better if I say it's from someone else who's an expert on
1: the subject.
0: <laughs> it's,
1: so- it's pretty roundabout. So, he, so it's a conversation between a guy named Gaius Laelius, and he's like, an aged Roman general. His two sons-in-law who are made up, who is Gaius Fannius and Quintus Mucius Scaviola. In the setting of this, it's himself, Cicero, is like the student of Scaviola or Scavola, whatever his name is. I think it's Skyvola. Skyvola. Yeah. He's Skyvola. the student of Scavola or the menti or something. And so Laelius is talking to Scavola, and Scavola then tells Cicero. And then Cicero writes this down and tells us. But somehow that's better than him just saying it. But it's all a lie.
2: But he's like, "This isn't real, though." Wink, wink. I actually wrote this. Yeah. yeah. So Gaius Lilius, his friend, his best friend was named Scipio Africanus, <laughs> <laughs> and and he just died. Okay. And apparently, within the world of this book, they were renowned for being like the best, awesome, friends. awesome friends.
1: Yeah. I was pronouncing yeah. his name mentally as Scipio, <laughs> and I think Scipio is just. So distracting,
0: Scipio Africanus. So here's my thing: Cicero got exiled. Y'all ever been exiled from something? Um, we don't have time for this. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> kind of my parents' house, I guess. Like they don't want us <laughs> well, to live case- there. Which I don't. I also don't want to live there. <laughs> in that
0: case, you almost exiled me from that one apartment that one time. That you had, Rachel.
2: Because I didn't want you to live in it?
0: You were on the second floor and I kept jumping. Oh,
2: yeah. You're I kept jumping, jumping up and, up and, down, and down, bothering and like, my below
1: neighbors.
0: <laughs> if you keep jumping, I'm going to make you leave. That was pretty much exiling me.
1: You were shocked that I said that to you. Yeah. You think it was exiling you? Did you stop jumping?
0: Yeah, I did stop jumping.
1: He did. Well, then you weren't exiled.
0: Well, I almost got. He's almost, yeah, almost. You were exiled got. from
2: jumping. I would have kicked <laughs> yeah, him out, but I would have gone with him. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Now that's a true friend. (laughs) If you'd known that, you would have kept jumping. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Got a few more jumps in, then we go hit the town. I was there for that, remember? No, you weren't. I wasn't? No, you weren't there. (laughs) You remember? Yeah. Uh, It was definitely me and Rachel, and then we watched some TV show afterwards, and I was like, kind of getting into the TV show, but I also thought I don't like TV. So it was kind of, I had some conflict.
2: Since when do you not like TV? (laughs) Back then, he didn't like it. Now he's really into it.
0: I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. But anyway, <laughs> we don't need to get into that. I can talk to my therapist about that.
2: Since <laughs> so, when do you have a therapist? <laughs> you got therapist money? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How
1: are you paying for that? <laughs> All right. He's skimming off the top of the pod.
0: Counting those tens.
1: Theo, your foot doctor doesn't count as a therapist, you know?
0: Ooh, you mean my athlete's foot medication. <laughs> yeah.
1: His bottle of athlete's foot medications
2: instructions on the back isn't a therapist. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Dr. Decimex has
1: been very helpful to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, here's something funny. So he had written a book on growing old, and that was or an essay on growing old, and that was also written from the perspective of someone else who was very old. And he talking about that and explaining why he made the choice to write this this way. He's like, he basically said, like, sometimes when I'm reading the stuff that I wrote, I get so moved by my own writing that I start to think
1: someone else wrote it. Yeah. And I guess he likes
0: that. (laughs) Is that like... The muse.
1: I guess. Kind of like how I was so moved by Theo jumping around and almost getting kicked out that I imagined I was there. (laughs) I think I could just picture it so clearly. I was like, yeah, I have a false memory implanted for that now.
0: I'm sure I've jumped in front of you (laughs) before.
1: No, I'm sure you've done that before, too. He kind of breaks this down into little pieces of advice and little themes. And so it's all about different ways of cultivating friendships and making friends and picking your friendships carefully. So one of the first little tenets of this is that there are different kinds of friendships. You can have some friendships that are just practical, and that's fine. But true friendships are the ones that are born of just solely love.
2: Huh. And he said that throughout history, there have only been three or four pairs of true friends.
1: <laughs> what? And he names them. He doesn't just say it, it's so rare. There's only a few. He's like, no, these He's are the like, guys. I hope that we will
2: be remembered as another one. But there's only been like three.
0: <laughs> he hasn't met everyone.
2: Well, I guess if you're truly friends, you would have heard about them. Because yeah. it's so rare. You would have
0: heard. <laughs> At that
2: time, like people didn't, they didn't have TV. Remember, Theo? <laughs> All they could talk about was who were true
1: friends and who wasn't. Yeah.
0: Well, who is it? Dish. We'll get there. Spill the tea.
1: Spill the chickpea. There's also, I'm sure he would say something about a true friendship that just makes it famous. <laughs> like he he kind of imbues friendship with a lot of different powers.
2: <laughs> uh, he had, there was something that I thought was funny before we get to the Tenets, which is that his friend Scipio died. And he's like, I can't be too sad because either spirits live on and he was such a great guy that obviously he his soul is in paradise, Or spirits die when the body dies, in which case he's fine (laughs)
1: like like nothing good or bad is happening to him so it's fine Uh, and he says the more that I mourn for him it's just a sign of how much I love myself and not a sign of how much I love my friends so I'm not going to mourn that deeply right? because he's certainly not suffering yeah Yeah, that's what he says he says he had a great life he was super successful everybody loved him nobody would possibly argue that he didn't you know do anything that he set out to do and then he got murdered politically right at the end so
0: checks all the boxes
1: (laughs) yeah he got murdered out After, like, a triumph, though. So, he was like loving life right before it happened. But he doesn't even, he's like, I'm not even gonna look, everybody, you've heard the rumors about what happened to him. Yeah, I don't need to go into that. Whatever happened to him happened, it's fine. (laughs) I also, I'm gonna say there are a lot of like
2: little political asides throughout this that are kind of funny, but I don't wanna go into
1: them (laughs) because they're not relevant to the theme. But what happens is, so it's these two guys who are the sons in law of Laelius, and they they say to him, look, we realized that Scipio just died. We really, really want to understand friendship. And you guys were like the best of friends. Please, Laelius, tell us your secrets to cultivating and keeping a friendship. And he says, oh, well, yeah, I don't think you want to hear it from me. I think you want to hear it from experts. And they're like, no, 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 we really want to hear it from you. And he's like, well, I don't really have that much to say on it. But and then he goes on for, what, 70 pages? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, if you insist.
0: <laughs> he, he starts up his PowerPoint.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really have any topics prepared, but here we go. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. click,
0: click. Word art.
1: So they say, please, please, please tell us your secrets of friendships. And he goes, okay. And so he does. Um, I mean, he starts it out by saying,
2: for one thing, only good people can be friends.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's kind of true.
1: Okay. Only good people can be true friends. Yeah, Theo buys it.
0: Like if someone is like really self-absorbed or something, it's hard to imagine how they could be good friends with someone you know what I mean Mm -hmm. true
1: friends yeah
0: true friends sorry sorry
1: (laughs) yeah he says that because friendship requires goodness you can't be bad people and be friends you could be bad people and like hang out together and benefit from each other but you're not actually going to have true friendship yeah he also says that
2: of all the relationships on earth friendship is the strongest and it's stronger than kinship because he says like if you take goodwill away from a family relationship that relationship has to remain but if you remove
1: goodwill from a friendship the friendship is over yeah like you can't make your brother not your brother anymore no matter how much you dislike him but a friendship that can end even if the relationship is terrible
0: I I, I buy that mm-hmm. Wow this guy's got all the right ideas.
1: Okay, your Thea's into it so far. So does it follow that you can't be friends with your sibling or
2: something? I think he would probably say that, I guess, right? No, I don't know, because he said there was some famous guy, and he was like, yeah, this guy was friends with his brother or something. Whoa, they must have been great yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, it was a guy that he said was good, but I forget who it was.
1: <laughs> the The next thing that comes up that I've highlighted, I highlighted in the in the touching color. So it says, mm-hmm. the power of friendship is most clearly recognized in the fact that of the infinite types of human relationships which nature herself has created, friendship is selective so that its affection joins together only two or at most a few people. That's us, a few people. (laughs) Or at most a few people. (laughs) But he mentions a few times, like what friendship is, is really it's a joining together of multiple selves into one self. And I just thought that's so cool. It's like we are kind of a how do I say, a human centipede of, of friendship. <gasps> <God. laughs> Terrible, I was feeling
2: so warm towards uh. you and now it's all ruined.
0: <laughs> wow, you actually did get us pretty good. I was like, what is Jackie going to say? It's going to bring a tear to my eye and <laughs> brought a grumble to my throat.
1: No, but I mean, really, like you think about no, it. No, it's not, I'm not going to think about no, it. No, not the human centipede part. <laughs> Don't you think that when yourself and myself and Theo's self all come together, we kind of do create, A single person. Because this thing, whatever this is... A single podcast. This can't be transferred somewhere else. We can't just, like, take out Rachel and replace her with Becca... Well, <laughs> even though Becca's pretty close, uh, I suppose. So. Okay, well, whatever.
2: So yeah, so he, he also says that with the exception of wisdom, mm-hmm. the immortal gods have given nothing better to humanity than friendship, which he also is like, well, you, but you can't really have friendship without wisdom anyway. So they kind of flow one into the other. Oh,
0: really? You have to be wise to be friends too?
2: Yeah. He said in the normal way <laughs> that people are wise. Oh.
0: Oh. so not sage. like
1: look i'm talking about the normal way of wisdom (laughs) he spends a lot of time being repetitive and he says like he says like the greek philosophers will talk about ways of being wise no mortal can possibly attain that i'm talking about normal wisdom
0: (laughs) street smarts
1: street smarts (laughs) street smarts only the truly street smart can have friends (laughs) there's a lot of cute things in this essay about friendship, but there was one part that I was reading it while having lunch yesterday and I literally jumped. I think I know what it is. Really? (laughs) I think. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can. I don't even have to probably find the highlight. I think I just remember it, but it did say something like, um, okay, so again, friendships are the truest when they're not gaining anything from each other. So it's all about just a pure relationship about melding the selves and bettering each other and not um, you know you're not getting anything out of it essentially Well you're not you're not in it to get things out of it but you can get things out of it. Yes, you can get things out of it, but that's not the point and that's not why you enter into it. So the weakest friendships, are among those who have the least to give. So the not wealthy and the women.
2: (laughs) No, no. I think he's not saying the weakest. He's saying if it were the case that like friendships were about receiving things, then women and poor people would have the best friendships, but we know that's not
1: true. Or he says they. this is why they <laughs> form friendships more readily. It's because they're just out there trying to get they stuff. They need so much. He, but he does say many different times in different ways that the best friend is the person who needs the least from you. So the wealthiest, the, the most.
2: Okay. But he also, and I wrote that down and I was like, I do not agree with that. But then he also said that people who have a lot it's really, a lot of times, really, really hard for them to have true
1: friends or be a true friend. But it depends on what they have. If they have lots of power, then it's hard for them to have true friends. No, he even said wealth as well. Yes. He said everything. So he
2: said, like, if you don't need anything— then you can be sure that if you have a true friend, that it's a totally pure friendship. And you can be sure of that if the person has this wealth, power, whatever. Yeah. But then he also says, if you have a lot of money, or if you have a lot of power, or if you're just obsessed with cattle. seeking out pleasure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> obsessed with seeking out cattle. <laughs> then it's really hard to make a true friend. So it's complicated. Yeah. I think he forgot what he was saying.
1: <laughs> he really is complicated. Here's the part that made me jump. It says in this way of thinking, they say that Friendships should be formed for the sake of defense and the help they can give, not out of goodwill and genuine affection. In this way of thinking, those with the least stability and strength are the most eager to form friendships so that women seek out friendship more than men or the poor more than the rich or the miserable more than those who are considered happy. We're
2: miserable, poor, and two of us are women. (laughs) No. Well, no, this is the part I thought you were going to
1: squeak about jackie
2: i was wrong i'm pro- the squeaky you're probably part- about
1: to say something i also highlighted i hope so
2: but it came before the thing you said
1: a serious and justifiable division
2: no
0: Oh, my gosh. You two don't know each other at all.
2: (gasps) I know. (laughs) So he says, I think Theo's really going to like this. Some people prefer riches, others good health, some power, others honors, and many seek out sensual pleasure above all else. (laughs) The last a desire fit more for beasts than human beings.
1: Exactly. He hates sensuality.
0: And the uh, subtext is that he loves sexuality. Yes. Yeah, and
1: beasts <laughs> never have sex without sensuality. We know that. What do you think about that, though, Theo? He's just like you. He is. This Cicero guy, you might be onto something. Is that what you're thinking? This
0: Cicero guy.
1: So another thing he talks about is that you should try your best to help your friends, but if they ever ask you to do anything immoral or evil, you must decline. Because good friends do not um, set aside their morals for other friends. A serious and justifiable division can arise between friends when one asks the other to do something that is not right, such as to help arrange some shameful sexual rendezvous or to engage in an <laughs> act of violence. <laughs> so do you think this is why we're such good friends? Because I haven't ever said like, hey... Can you help
2: me can you arrange, help me arrange shameful a shameful sexual, sexual yeah, rendezvous?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that was just a common example for him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we are trying to help Theo get with a patron. Find a sugar mama. Yeah, that might be considered a shameful rendezvous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, how shameful. But I didn't ask you to do it.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, we're just offering out of the goodness of our heart. Didn't hearts. you? <laughs> no, he did ask. <laughs> no, I didn't. But he does say, if you're a good person, you're obviously going to excuse yourself from doing something like that. After all, those who would make such demands show that they themselves would be willing to do anything for their friends.
2: And that's bad. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says you shouldn't be willing to do
1: anything for a friend.
0: I have limits. I get it.
1: Rachel would do anything for me. How do you know? She offered to help me arrange a shameful sexual name. No, no, no.
2: I asked you to help me arrange one. Yeah,
1: that's fair. He's saying
2: if you ask a friend for something, you're showing that you would
1: do that thing for the friend. Yeah, yeah. She asked me to help arrange one. Yeah. That's how I know Rachel would do anything for me.
0: I mean, does he address the issue of tattling? tattling because that's a whole other thing
2: <laughs> no he doesn't i mean he does say you're not allowed to tear down the republic i think he would let you tattle about that
0: <laughs> i mean if i if i said uh hey rachel and jackie can you organize some daring sexual rendezvous shameful for me
2: no shameful
0: well i do it kind of different
2: daring um, is fine
0: Ugh. oh okay fine <laughs> all right shameful or maybe it's shameless a sexual rendezvous like would you guys tell people would you tell the authorities the
1: authorities I guess it depends what, how what, shameful
2: what, yeah it what is. <laughs> is it an illegal rendezvous oh, that doesn't paint me in a good light no if it's shameful I guess I would encourage you not to
0: do it you wouldn't tell somebody
2: I don't think so unless it was like an illegal sexual rendezvous
1: there was a funny story that that kind of reminded me of so um, oh gosh
0: this is just bringing up tons of memories All these shameful sexual rendezvous you're talking about.
1: No, this wasn't a a sexual rendezvous at all. Hold on. Some other kind of rendezvous.
0: It's some other kind of shameful sexual something. (laughs) Not a rendezvous.
2: Shameful sexual extravaganza. I feel like a sexual extravaganza would be... Kind of amazing.
1: It seems like it would be, yeah.
0: It sounds sensual. But um
1: <laughs> No, it's uh, it's a <laughs> sexual extravaganza. Yeah, um well. so the story that, that that reminded me of, I think I may have told you guys this at some point, but um I was like 15, 14 or fifteen, and I was applying for a job at Golden Corral because my mom worked there at the time and I thought what? it's not what you know, it's who you know. Nepotism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> it's not what you know. Yeah. I yeah, I know I didn't go to the right schools to work at Golden Corral. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> But I do have an in, but so I went and did this little computer assessment as part of like the you know interview or whatever. Oh, Just yeah. like who do you know who works here? Yeah, my mom. mom. <laughs>
0: what do you know? Nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah, what do I know? <laughs> Nothing. You're in. <laughs> I don't know Golden Corral from shit. But so it had all of these like customer service questions and like hypothetical situations, and one of them was you were supposed to like indicate on like a scale from zero to ten like how likely would you be to do this thing, and one of them was do anything to please a customer and, and I thought to myself no I'm not gonna do anything so I put like it pretty low and then I didn't get the job and I feel like that's why I went home and I thought about it and I'm like I think they wanted me to say I would do anything <laughs> and instead I was just like nah I'm not gonna do that I'd only do a couple things yeah. yeah
0: but is that the only one you got wrong
1: wrong I don't know they didn't grade me
0: she literally said she would be displeasing for our customers
1: yeah. <laughs> Would you be willing to ever do anything for a customer? (laughs) No.
0: That's going too far. Not
1: interested.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to work here. (laughs) That's probably true.
1: Yeah, so that's the time I didn't get a job at Golden Corral. Man. That's okay. Although, by now you could have been the freaking CEO. I probably could have been
2: if I only knew a single damn thing. So there's also a nice little quote where he says, How can life be worth living unless it relies on the mutual goodwill of a friend? What could be sweeter than to have someone you can dare to talk to about everything as Mm. if you were speaking to yourself? I think that's how Theo feels.
0: (laughs) I think that's not entirely true. I don't tell everyone everything.
2: No, no, you're just your friends. Well, you're able to speak to us as though you're speaking to yourself, I think, (laughs) based on the things you've told us and then been like, don't ever talk about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I think there are still some things that it's like, okay, this is the right audience for this part of my soul that I'm going to open up about. So I'm going to tell this person. this
2: Sometimes thing. you're wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I've told you things you didn't want to hear.
2: I mean, you've like told me things dream. I don't think you wanted to say
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the thing about the cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, I don't think it's as bad as you think, audience, but you'll probably take that out. All right. uh, So here's what the deal is. He says everything in a real friendship is true and genuine. And I, (laughs) I have a question for you, Theo. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I have a series of questions. Does your heart grow warm when you remember the stories of Gaius Fabricius or Manius Curius, even though you've never met them?
0: <laughs> uh, does it also say, even though I've never heard about them? It's,
2: uh... <laughs> well, okay, let's move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> Don't you also despise Tarquin the Proud, Spurius Cassius, and Spurius Maelius?
0: Um, do you want me to, friend?
2: I'm just asking if you do.
0: (laughs) I mean, I do despise most people.
2: (laughs) Okay. Do you remember Pyrrhus and Hannibal, the two great generals who threatened to destroy Italy?
0: I do remember Hannibal. Who's Pyrrhus?
2: Well, he's a guy that you don't really hate because he was an upright man, but you will always detest Hannibal because of his cruelty, right? Right.
0: Was he really that cruel? (laughs) I guess he did make those elephants walk over the Alps.
2: Yeah, that was really mean. (laughs) Yeah, that was really (laughs) mean to the Alps. Leave those elephants alone. (laughs) Oh, hmm. Well, anyway, that was his question where he's like, here are some obvious things everyone agrees on. (laughs) No matter (laughs) the time nor the place, everyone hates these guys and loves these guys.
1: (laughs) And he constantly interrupts himself by saying like, surely you guys are tired of hearing me talk. And they're like, no, 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 please continue. And he's like, well, I do hate to talk about myself. But here I go. Another <laughs> funny thing is that he says if a friend expects you to do something evil, it is difficult for that friendship to continue. Not impossible, but but difficult. Mm-hmm. Like Theo asked me to commit genocide, and I was like, ooh. It's gonna be kind of tough to be his friend after this. I think I can manage it, but
0: well, yeah, it's gonna be so awkward when you say no, and then I'm like, oh, That's what makes okay, it so difficult, well, is the awkwardness.
1: Awkwardness. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna kind of quickly go back to this point that he made about how friendship can be at most between a few people. Mm -hmm. What does that mean?
2: I guess he's saying like one friendship can only exist between a few people at most or else it splinters into separate friendships.
1: But I think you could have a group of friends that's more than a few people. Eight
2: friends who are true friends equally.
1: Nine friends who will go to the ends of middle earth with you.
2: (laughs) I don't think they were friends equally. I think Frodo and Sam were besties.
0: Oh yeah. That's why they split off. They were like, I don't really like these guys. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I don't like their vibes (laughs) go hang out with
0: my new friend Gollum for a while (laughs) see
2: their friendship they couldn't handle having a few in their case only two would work
1: so what did you think about all of the parts where he talks about your friends have to be able to tell you how it really is like lay down the law that's rough you can't just be a yes man to your friends
0: but i mean is it like is there some leniency on that like sometimes you can tell like oh I can't say this true fact about how terrible my friend is. He would say, what what could be more insulting? He's like, you have
2: to do it nicely, but you need to tell them the truth.
0: But what if it's just like, this isn't the time, but I will do it later?
2: Well, you need to do it in a good way, like in a delicate way. So I guess you would do it at the appropriate time.
1: Or you could do it at the wrong time and just say, hey, I get that this is very much the wrong time to be saying this. But remember this later. Don't think about it right now. I get that this is very inopportune. (laughs) Can you pretend that I said this like
2: a few months ago, though?
0: I think it's not so bad to like spare someone's feelings for a little while or something. Well, he
1: says it is. (laughs) Well, Cicero says it is. He wrote the book on friendship. This was praised as like one of the greatest treatises on friendship ever written. It's been translated into all of these different languages.
2: It's one of the first books translated and published in English.
1: Yeah. Like I said, there were parts of it that were cute, but it was incredibly repetitive.
0: Friends are nice.
2: We like friends. Just said that
0: ever and ever. He mostly talked about what friendship was not.
2: Well, that's how you know. Hmm. There are more things it isn't than that it is.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at a lot of stuff in this room right now that isn't friendship.
2: So do you think that nothing brings friends more joy than returning kindness and helping each other?
1: Yeah. Um, but I also know that friends should never ask each other to do anything shameful. And if asked to do something shameful, you shouldn't do it. So was it a mistake to make this podcast with you?
2: No, it's not shameful at all. <laughs> I proudly talk about the podcast. It's not
1: shameful. I just remember when we first started out, you like made a post about it on your personal like Instagram story. And you were like, now the most embarrassing person you know.
2: Self-promotion is embarrassing.
1: Mm. Heck okay. yes.
2: Podcasting is awesome <laughs> God,
1: but we have to promote ourselves all the freaking time
2: i know i i've become immune i guess
1: wow we really have grown in the last year i like
2: to i imagine i'm promoting you guys <laughs> yeah well, that's a good way to look at it
0: a shameful self-promoting rendezvous
1: well, that's a good way to look at it
2: he says also that like it's good to return favors from a friend, but if you've done your friend a favor, you can't keep bringing it up.
1: Yeah, you're not supposed to keep score. You're not supposed to keep a little tally. Yeah, he's uh, like,
2: it's up to the person who received the favor uh, to bring it up, not the person who made, you know, did the favor.
0: Sounds like he doesn't do enough favors.
2: <laughs> and he's like, quit bothering me. Listen, this yeah. makes you a bad friend, not me. <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was constantly thinking of examples from my own life. It's like, here's what a good friend does. I'm like. Here's a friend example that I can think of. Well, with that one, I was thinking when we were all at the beach and Stephen paid for all the groceries, I thought that was such a nice thing that he did that I'm never going to pay him back for because we're such good friends.
0: But then you bought the groceries the next time. Did I? All Uh of them? Or maybe we split them or something.
1: I think Steven spent the most
0: money on groceries. Yeah. But is it percentage for how much he makes per year? That's how you have to think of it. No, you know, we're <laughs> that's friends. How you
1: think we, we don't think about that. <laughs> yeah, he said you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Stephen buys everything. I buy nothing. That's how it goes.
2: Yeah, that's how friendship works. You don't yeah. count it up. You just let him
0: buy everything. <laughs> I, just, I thought of something that like, his, this good friend of his actually does something that kind of annoys him. I, well, may, maybe it's like, you know, a good friend dries their hands fully after they go to the bathroom so they don't leave the doorknob wet when they leave the room.
1: That's oddly specific, and it's
0: like specifically directed at his best friend who always does that. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be, good. be like a good friend wouldn't do this, so don't do
1: it. Like if Cicero was actually mad at his friend, a good friend never mentions when I don't have muscles. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> he also he says like that there are three wrong views on friendship. But then he also goes on after that and he's like, here's some more. So I don't know why he was like, here's three. But here are the three that he says are incorrect do for your friends as you would do for yourself, eh. mm. which he says is wrong because
1: oftentimes we don't want to do shit for ourselves.
2: Yeah, he says a true friend would do stuff for their friends that it would be dishonorable to do for themselves, but it's honorable to do it for a friend. Fighting to defend a friend's honor or something, or like pleading
1: to spare a friend's life.
0: Like what Rachel said about promotion, promoting other people, like your friends. And stuff yeah, and stuff yeah, that's a
1: perfect yeah. example. Well, I thought it was strange that he said, yeah, like what you're supposed to do for friends is like like fight people.
2: Well, for their honor and stuff.
1: <laughs> I thought he would say, "No, no, no, that's not that's not good and polite. You're not supposed to fight. If a friend asks you to fight, you're supposed to say no."
2: No, no, they don't ask you, you offer. Okay. So then he said the other wrong one is to have the same goodwill for your friends as they have for you because he's like, "No." You can't no be like, tallying up all these things to figure out mm. if your goodwill is equal to theirs. You just need to have as much goodwill as possible. <laughs> he says the other wrong one is to value your friends as much as they value themselves. Because he says, no, sometimes your friends, they don't have enough self-esteem. And it's your job to like give Aww. them the confidence and help them out and help them achieve their goals and be where they need to be. Yeah. Even if they don't think they deserve it.
0: Wow.
1: So you can't treat your friends the way you want to be treated or how you treat yourself or how they treat you or how they treat themselves. How can you yeah. treat them? <laughs> the best way
2: possible. <laughs> There's no treat your comparison. your friends the way
1: neither them nor anybody else would ever treat anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Solved.
2: So he said, here's another wrong view on friendship. Love a friend as if someday we might hate
1: them. Now, I what does that mean? <laughs> it means like... Theo loves us as though one day he did hate us. As though next year he will act as though he hates you. <laughs> Wrath of God?
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: (laughs) unleash the demon yeah
2: (laughs) yeah he's unleashing the demon so he means like they're saying hold back and be cautious in your friendship and always like have your eyes open for some embarrassing little tidbit you can blackmail them with if they ever become your enemy
0: that's not true friendship
2: oh i do feel like we do
1: that but i feel like that is true friendship it's just like laughing at stuff
0: later no no
2: no but you you just you laugh about it while you're friends you're not like saving it up to use against them if
1: you don't oh that's true yeah that's not true friendship
2: What he's saying don't save up like blackmail information on your friends thinking that maybe you'll be enemies someday
1: Who hurt you, Cicero? Julius Caesar. (laughs) Were they friends?
0: Good friends don't exile their friends.
1: (laughs) Good friends don't make their friends live on their own
0: farms. Gosh, this is so confusing. So you said they shouldn't act like their friends could one day be their enemies.
1: Yeah. He said don't do that.
0: Okay, now I see. I thought it was do do that.
1: No, see, it's the opposite. That's where you
0: messed up. Yeah, when things are the opposite, they often don't make sense. Okay, what's the next one, Rachy Rach or whoever? Jackie.
2: He said instead what you need to do is just like do a good job making friends so that they don't become your enemies. What kind of guide is this? Here's
1: how to make friends. Just do it. Do a good job. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do a good
2: job. He says, you do need to be cautious when you're making friends. You need to find someone who puts friendship above all else. So he says it's hard to make friends with politicians because if they're a successful politician, they probably put politics above all else and not friendship.
1: This did make me think about my my Bumble BFF friendship finding strategy Mm because I was like, what if I've just been going out there like willy nilly just collecting these three people (laughs) and not thinking. Thinking hard enough about it. Like, they're all fine people, but I never sat them down and said, do you value friendship above everything?
2: (laughs) Would you ask me to arrange a shameful sexual rendezvous for you? (laughs)
1: Because if you would, I know you would do anything for me, but I also know we can't be friends. Which is bad. Yeah. Also, are you (laughs) poor? Because if so... This this has to end now.
0: You seem a little thirsty for friendship. (laughs) Um, But that, I mean, if you were really into classics or, or Cicero or something, if you wrote that in your bio and someone else saw it and they were also into classics and they recognized it, then you knew you would be friends, right?
1: Oh, man. Well, but that's the thing. Cicero doesn't really explain how to figure out when you found someone who's compatible with you. Just because I value friendship above all else and so does the next person, that doesn't mean that we can be friends, right? Yeah. Or does it just follow that if we're both good people, then we're automatically friends?
2: Hmm. Uh, Not necessarily, I guess, but it would be easier, I suppose.
0: I don't think I value friendship above all else. Yeah. Is that okay, guys? It's
1: not okay, but I already knew that. <laughs> what do you value above all else? Composition. <laughs> Me? I don't think it's composition.
0: I don't know. Probably podcasting.
1: Podcasting. <laughs> podcasting.
0: <laughs> no. I don't
1: care about you guys, but... <laughs> I love podcasts.
0: <laughs> I think it's a constantly shuffling Shuffelating. Shuffelating. <laughs> that's an awesome <laughs> word. That's what it should be. I was going to say shuffling, but shuffelating is a much better word. I think it's a constantly shuffelating cast of characters, what I value most. Like for a few hours, it's composing. For a few hours, it's friendship. For a few hours, you know, it's... Uh,
1: climbing trees. <laughs>
0: yeah, cli- climbing trees. No, it's whatever. climbing
1: trees all the time. I think that really should have been his answer. Dinosaurs, yeah. eating it's eggs. sort of wherever <laughs> my
0: heart takes mm-hmm. me. Is the
1: See, thing. I don't think that's unusual. I think that's normal. You think other people just constantly have the same priority all the time?
0: Friendship, friendship.
1: Friendship. Well, (laughs) there's a
2: difference between saying the only thing on your mind and what you're valuing more.
1: No, (laughs) Like my car just went off the bridge. I'm trying to break out of the window before I drown. Friendship above all else. Yeah,
2: all I can think about.
1: Friends (laughs) first.
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I think I could say I value friendship above all else. Really? I could see myself realizing that that's not the case, I guess. But I I think that it's probably up there. Hmm.
1: I do a lot of things for my freaking friends. Gosh. I feel (laughs) like I want to say that But then I'm like, but would I have moved away from all my friends if I really did value them?
0: Distance makes the friend heart grow fonder, whatever.
1: The Uh, friend heart. (laughs)
0: Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode about friendship. I'm sure you're excited to get back to the episode. In the meantime, I can talk to you about our Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash fire You can go there to find all this really good stuff, like all this bonus content. You can get a sticker that you can put anywhere Seriously. on your friends.
1: But the sticker will only stick to true friends. So
0: That's true. It's a true friend sticker. It's a true friend yeah. test sticker. You
1: put it on somebody and it falls
0: off. Uh-oh, time to cut that person out but do it slowly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there are lots of tiers we have there. So you can go there. You can get on that tier that gets you the bonus content. Hear all of our giggles that we do on that bonus content. And then the other thing that you really need to do is you can go onto Apple Podcasts and say five stars. Best friends. The Joe Rogan experience. That's your review. <laughs> no, you want to you want to find our podcast and then give that one five stars. Yeah, you, you,
1: you didn't say that part.
0: <laughs> well, I think they should know that. Or, or I guess, no, you're just rating Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. the whole website. So uh, back to the episode. I hope Jackie doesn't ask a question that makes me seem like a monster. Well, if things get awkward, Theo, whose fault is it? I can't
1: promise anything. Here we go. Here's the real question. This is going to be the the climax of this episode. Are you ready? Oh, gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, shouldn't we have built up to this?
1: We have been. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Unbeknownst to us. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: Would you die Uh-oh. for the other two of us? Yeah. Die?
2: Yeah, I think I would, too. I mean, if I had to, I wouldn't want to. Like, I wouldn't
1: just go out of my way to do it if it wasn't required. Like, if somebody was like, Jackie, you got to take a bullet for Rachel and Theo. I'd do it.
2: Yeah, I think I would do it for sure. Especially if it was two versus one. Really? Theo's like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Let me think.
2: Yeah, one of you, meh, But If I, it's, it's two, two of you... versus one, you still wouldn't do it?
0: I guess I would
1: both of you together definitely outweighs the importance of me alone. I
2: feel like you would do it just because you'd be so ashamed if you didn't do it, and you'd know everyone would always be like, oh, Theo had the
0: No, option. I want to know the real answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- that might be true, and that's not, that clearly that's not altruistic. But what well, is funny you say that, because now I'm thinking, yeah, I guess I don't value friendship above all else because I have thought before, like, I would die for Beethoven's Third Symphony. Either that could be erased <laughs> from humanity's knowledge, or I could die. You I think would...
1: it's so important to humanity that even if you couldn't enjoy it anymore yeah
0: it's like the best thing
1: see i guess that's what it is about <laughs> friendship i think you guys are so important that even if i couldn't enjoy you guys anymore because so yo, are you, know, you serious you would
2: die for beethoven's third but you wouldn't die for both of us combined it's
0: a really good <laughs> symphony i think yeah. i might die for both of you i just i need to think about this i need to think about this more it's a serious decision i can't believe how quickly you guys we're just not came gonna to make
1: that. it happen <laughs> how many people's lives have been saved by beethoven's third
0: Probably a few dozen. It's like a miracle. It's like a miracle. Basically,
2: all of my loved ones, I would probably die for them pretty easily. The only ones I wouldn't do is like my parents because they've said like, do not die for us. They said that you guys like sat down and had (laughs) a family meeting about that. (laughs) No, I think they just said it once because they were like, we we do like we would way rather die than have our kids die before us. So I already know that's how they would feel. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you didn't have a meeting where you guys all sat down and said, look, I have heard rumors that the four of you are all plotting to
0: die for us. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> no, they just mentioned it. <laughs> just mentioned it in passing. Yeah. Oh,
0: God. I'm picturing the aftermath of this scenario and it's like, yeah, I chose to live and you guys died. And like I would just think oh, like for the rest of my life, like, oh, shit, I probably should have done it. I probably should have taken the Even bullet. Even
2: if they literally honestly. said, like, don't.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about you guys.
2: If you didn't take the bullet for us and the two of us died.
1: You're saying that they put all three of us in a room and say, one of you has to go. You guys decide who it is.
2: They said, Theo, we're either (laughs) killing, we're killing all of one gender. (laughs) (laughs) So pick which gender dies and there would be one
1: Theo or me and Jackie. Ah. Yeah. Well, they can't assume my gender. Well,
0: I guess if we put it up to a vote, that would be a complicated situation.
1: Yeah yeah I don't I think a vote wouldn't work because
0: you two desperately want to die for me it seems
2: (laughs) not if you're not willing to die for me now I'm rethinking it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty intense are you sure you've thought this through totally
1: yeah but if I love Beethoven's third then I should die for Theo because Theo will then die for the third Oh. so then you can
2: both die By the transitive property, Jackie would die for Beethoven's third. By way of killing
1: Theo, yes, I would die for Beethoven's
2: third. (laughs) Because if you didn't, then you know Theo would die.
1: Would survive.
2: What? Okay. Sure. Gosh,
0: I don't know, guys. Oh man, what a climactic yeah. end to this episode.
1: Well, there's more to talk about. That's uh, I do think you should
0: say. middle, <laughs> golden mean point. Well, yeah, that's
1: the climax. It's it's uh, the peak of the mountain, and now we're going down. All right, bring
0: us back down. I'm gonna down.
1: tell Theo's mom. I'm gonna text her. <laughs> Oh, she'll hear.
0: She'll know. I don't think everyone should be expected to do that. Well, it's not then it's expected. not a
2: true friendship. We thought it was. <laughs> you know what would be so funny is if we, like, legitimately stop being friends with Theo and we just start icing him out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. No, that wouldn't be funny. <laughs>
2: because of this episode, it would. Nah, <laughs>
1: Rachel, that is true friendship. Just because you wouldn't die for me doesn't mean I wouldn't still die for you. So you know what, Theo? You be the way you are. No, that's not how Cicero says. I'm
0: <laughs> coming out on top here. He
1: says a true friend would do that
2: for their friend. What, Theo? What were you about to say to try to make this? He again? said, wow,
1: I'm
0: coming out on top. Uh, but what I was going to say is, why don't you guys keep adding other friends of mine to the list and I'll tell you when it reaches the point when I definitely Tristan. have to die. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's already three. Yeah. I think I should probably die at that
2: okay, point. Okay, what if it's Tristan and Jackie.
0: Nah. Tristan and Rachel. Me and Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. the trump card. Yeah. Like everybody's got to join up with Tristan.
2: <laughs> Tristan alone, he would die for him. Tristan and Jackie, mm, eh, not sure. No. Yeah.
0: I don't know. How long do I get to make the decision?
2: Uh, by the time the episode comes out, you need to insert your answer here.
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> okay. What if it was me, Rachel, and Michael?
0: Who is, oh, Michael. <laughs>
2: michael mimosa mike well yeah clip so bad.
0: <laughs> oh yeah just some guy named michael yeah whatever i definitely die for him uh, okay what about
1: <laughs> rachel and my friend michael
0: no absolutely not though he does like my jokes he does
1: <sighs> yeah he's a fan
0: i would die for any of you fans out there okay
2: <laughs> are you kidding i
0: hold fanship to the highest level
2: this is so shocking to me I think I know Theo's reasoning, but I don't like it. What is it? (laughs) I think Theo's like, I have so much music to give to the world. And Jackie and Rachel don't have anything. So if I die, the world will lose out on all my (laughs) magical music. But Rachel and Jackie, they're not producers. They're parasites. (laughs) Hey,
1: I produce stuff with you. So you can't say that for
0: me. (laughs) I value the parasite host relationship above all else. (laughs)
1: Parasite host.
0: (laughs) Okay. Are you ignoring all the collateral damage? of when you die your parents be sad
2: I have more siblings than you by the way and so does Jackie
0: well I have more cousins no you don't, no, you don't. I guarantee you I do. No, I you definitely no, you don't. I, my dad had twelve siblings. So
2: did my grandma. That
0: those would be second that's, cousins. That's not then. cousins. Those are those they, cousins.
2: I know all of them yeah, and I like cousins. a lot of them. It doesn't matter. Cousins. They ain't
0: cousins. Yes,
2: they are. Those are still cousins. <laughs> all I'm
0: saying is <laughs>
2: They
1: ate cousins.
0: <laughs> like would my parents understand? Would they be like, Well, glad we have Rachel and Jackie. Too bad Theo died.
1: Oh, yeah. Your parents would love that. Yeah.
0: No, they would.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're closer to your parents than you are to our parents. Yeah. Your mom always <laughs>
1: wanted a daughter and now she's gonna get two. It's great.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Um no, I mean I'm not saying they would want to trade you for us. I'm just saying we would I'm be more of a consolation to them than you would, would have, want to trade. They want to kill you and have us as their kids.
0: <laughs> well, oh wait, 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 wait. This might change the deal. How am I going to kill myself? Because if I get not some not swear- killing yourself. You're
1: getting killed.
0: Okay, fine. Someone kills me. Do I get some sort of funeral pyre? If you want. Is it some sort of majestic immolation scene? Because that I could do.
1: And we would cry.
0: That sweetens the deal.
1: Sweetens the pot for you. Yeah, do you want to go out like Boromir, just lit on fire and put over the falls? That, I don't
0: know. Now
1: we're talking. He might be willing to die right now if that's how he gets to go out. <laughs> what about this? You have to die for us. You but have to. The name we carve onto your tombstone, Mr. Chickpea.
2: Oh god Theovilus Chickpea
0: (laughs) Yeah You're gonna die for us And we're also gonna humiliate you Wait what if Oh no Okay, I thought what what I thought you were going to say is,
2: do I get to choose the way I die for you guys? And then you were going to pick like dying of old age.
0: (laughs) That would have been good. Yeah. A peculiar death at the age of 400. I've never seen before. (laughs) And he was still youthful. That's what the newspaper is going to say in my obituary. So in
2: that case, yes, you would die for us if you get to choose the way you die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not bound by the laws of physics.
1: (laughs) If you insist, I will overdose on butter while watching over the... The garden wall. <laughs> Whoa. Surrounded by cats. Surrounded by all my favorite cats. And Theo's parents. <sighs> Surrounded what by What about them. this? What?
0: Okay. Uh Jackie, if Rachel and I are already dead in this scenario, would you kill yourself to bring us back to life? Or would you be sacrificed to bring yourself back to life? <laughs> to bring
1: yourself back
0: to life? <laughs> uh, to bring to bring ourselves back to life. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's the same. That's the same thing. Okay. I mean, but are you gonna come back like Pet Cemetery, like where you're like dead but alive? That's the then, trick. No, I don't think so. I think you will. You're not gonna convince me of that.
0: The only reason you have to sacrifice yourself is because we do eat you once we come back to life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, if you guys are hungry, okay. What if Theo and I were zombies yeah. and we wanted to eat you? And we're not going to come back to life or anything.
0: When do you still do the podcast?
1: <laughs> with us. <laughs> well, I'm already doing a podcast with two brainless... What? Oh.
0: Don't finish that insult
1: geniuses.
0: geniuses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. Shit, I had one more twist. Whoa, okay. I'll tell you the thing that I did laugh about for a moment, Jackie, but I think it's going to make you guys upset is that I did think for a moment I might sacrifice myself to bring Jacques Tati back to life.
1: Uh, <laughs> in the Pet cemetery way?
0: If <laughs> you uh, <he's> still make <laughs> it movies. dead
1: for a
2: long time. Here Jacques, feast upon my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, here's another question. If Rachel becomes a zombie, is she still a vegetarian?
0: Oh, gosh. Ooh. Because there's
1: soci- She couldn't eat me unless she turned me into a plant like in Troll 2. I don't care that much about cannibalism.
2: Let's put it that way.
1: Oh. She doesn't concern herself with avoiding cannibalism. Let's put it that way.
2: I I told Jess Owens this the other day because we were reading this book that had some cannibalism in it. Don't bring Jess
1: Owens into this. She doesn't want to be tagged in this conversation about how Rachel doesn't mind cannibalism.
0: (laughs) Too bad. She's in the episode description now. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: good for our SEO. No, uh, we were both reading a book that had cannibalism in it. And we were, she told me she didn't think the book was that gross. And I said, I also didn't find it that gross. In fact, but I that was it because, Yeah, in fact, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit hungry just reading it. No, I said, I also didn't find it that gross, but that's because I haven't been eating meat for so long that all meat consumption is gross to me. And people are constantly eating meat around me all the time. So like some people eating human meat, I'm like, whatever. hmm Mm. This is just more gross stuff.
0: <laughs> to me, that is a level above.
2: You
1: think? Well, that's just because you haven't been a vegetarian. It also
2: depends if the person's fine with it or not. You know? Fine
1: with it? Yeah. So let me just go ahead and state for the record please eat me if we are ever stranded somewhere for even just a few minutes. I mean, I wouldn't want you guys to experience
0: any <laughs> discomfort, yeah. any
1: hunger pangs. <laughs> yeah. Shout uh, out. Sorry,
0: Jackie. Flight got delayed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I know I just ate lunch two hours ago, but who knows when the next one's going to be. Tummy's getting a little rumbly. (laughs) Chowing
0: down in Terminal B. Oh,
1: God, there's no Whataburger in here. All right, well, next best thing.
0: (laughs) All the restaurants are so expensive. Jackie, come on. (laughs) You get it.
2: She gets it. I read this comic, like a short story that this woman wrote that was about it takes place in Japan, and they were—it was two women who were lovers for a really long time, but they were never able to get married. And then, like, one of them dies from a long illness, and her request Shit. is for the other woman to, like, consume her ashes. So the sh- it's, like, a short story, and it's just her, like— Mixing the ashes in with like a milkshake or
1: whatever, and then thinking back on their relationship. Oh. Did she say, You have to eat all my ashes, not just like a little spoonful?
2: <sighs> I think she wanted her to eat all of them. So she's like eating them for a while. It takes her a long time. She just adds like a little spoonful every day. So it's just interspersed with flashbacks
0: of their relationship. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Is it poison though?
2: Yeah, I kind of want to do that now. (laughs) No, it's not poison. And I asked Steven. I was like, would you do that for my ashes if I asked you to? And he's like, no. And I said, just like a little bit, just like a tiny little, like you tap your finger to the ashes and then you just put it in your mouth. And he's like, no.
1: I've put worse things in my mouth than that. Than human
2: ashes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Have you? (laughs) Oh, that frozen burrito, the partially thawed burrito. Is that what you're thinking of?
1: That, but also all of the ancient charred bones from the Choctaw Nation. Why were you eating (laughs) Choctaw bones, Jackie? Desecrating (laughs) gravesite. Or sorry, it it was, I'm sorry, it was the Catawba. It was not
0: the Choctaw. Oh, okay, I get it then.
2: (laughs) Famously delicious bones. (laughs) That
1: was when I was an archaeology assistant and I had to... Oh, you just
2: like inhaled bone dust no, while you're doing stuff. No, I no, had. had to look you're s- what
1: you're sifting through these piles of things that were in fires, and some of it's it's all going to look the same because it's all charred. Rocks, wood, bone. The way you tell bone apart from anything else is you put it on your tongue, and because it's porous, it will stick hard. But it's not human bones. Deer bones, usually. Usually. <laughs>
0: Why did you want deer bones from the Catawba tribe?
1: Yeah, because that's what they cooked. <laughs> okay. Oh. So you're saying you'd rather eat human ashes than touch a deer bone to your tongue? Well, it's like an ancient charred deer bone that somebody else gnawed on a thousand years ago.
2: Oh, so that's why it's gross, because someone else's saliva has been there. Yeah, it's (laughs) It's like
1: we basically
0: kissed. I'll
2: happily eat human flesh, but I will not share my boyfriend's (laughs) toothbrush.
0: Yeah, I will not double dip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever said
1: that, but I
0: I wouldn't.
2: (laughs) I've used Stephen's toothbrush, and he's used mine. We don't just do it. Oh, I've used
1: Stephen's toothbrush before, too, but I would never use Joshua's. Theo,
2: (laughs) have you used Stephen's toothbrush?
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. Ugh. Every time I would go home over the breaks when I was like in my undergrad, I would always somehow, I don't know what the deal was. It was like, I'm going to say it was my parents, but really I think it was basically my mom would always get confused and think my toothbrush that I brought home was hers.
2: (laughs) The new toothbrush that she hasn't seen before.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what was going on with this, but like, I remember one time we had four toothbrushes and there were only three people in the house. So it was like, Okay, I'm pretty safe. I'm not going to be using the same toothbrush as someone else. So, but only two toothbrushes were being used because, like, we're both just using the same one. Damn. Bizarre. <laughs>
2: Why was she doing was like, that? why is this
0: thing so damn wet all the time? <laughs> I remember it drying out before.
1: <laughs> you, so you still used it even though you were like, oh, this is wet and it shouldn't be.
0: Well, I thought like, oh, maybe it's more humid here. <laughs> so maybe it takes longer to dry out. Yeah. And then we didn't figure out until later. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why we both got sick.
1: Maybe it's more humid in my mom's mouth. Know. And that's why it takes... That's so weird.
0: <laughs> it was so weird. And it happened multiple times. And mom, I know you're listening. Quit using my toothbrush. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs>
2: I don't know. <laughs> Shame on you.
0: <laughs> nah, I love you.
2: going to say she can use her toothbrush yeah. as much as she wants.
1: <laughs> Mom, I will move home from Texas once you agree to get your
0: own toothbrush.
1: <laughs> Until then, this is just the furthest away I can possibly get. <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: Okay, so let's wrap it up. It's been a good episode.
1: Okay. I I have to say, for our anniversary episode, that might have been my favorite single sentence that's ever been said, even though I didn't laugh that hard about it. It's because I'm still thinking about it. What? Just out of context of anything else, a grown man saying on a podcast, mom, I know you're (laughs) listening. Stop using my toothbrush. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> we, we should be like, uh, we should do like family counseling or something, so people can come on and say things in in this safe space to their other family members that they can't normally say.
2: And then they have to deal with the results out of the safe space. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Can I finish talking about the book real quick? There are a few things. We We are not done. There's some more things to talk about. I don't know why Jackie was like, this is the climax. Because I
0: needed (laughs) to
1: have that answer right
0: now. Okay, go ahead. Let's hear about Gaius Quintilius. Okay.
2: All right. So here, just I'll just skim through the end of it. All right. So, one thing he says if you can find someone who's reliable, constant, and firm in friendship, when either they are doing well or one of their friends is doing badly, you need to consider them almost a god.
0: Hmm. say that one more time
2: someone who's able to still be a great friend when they're doing really well in life or when one of their friends is doing badly if they're still a great friend they're basically a
1: god well i feel like almost everybody's a god then because i don't think it's that hard to be somebody's friend when someone's just doing slightly worse than you
2: he says a lot of times as people move on up in the world they like if they become wealthy they exchange their previous friends for like new wealthy friends
0: You've seen it in Hollywood a thousand times.
2: And I've also seen like a lot of times when people, if someone has cancer, I've heard a lot of people talk about how like they lose a lot of their friends. Mm-hmm. The friends are just like, don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Wow. Which is very sad. Or
1: like if, if their husband dies or something, they're like, oh, this is awkward. I don't know how to talk about that. Yeah,
2: I can't deal with your yeah. grief. Oh. So I guess it's more rare than it should be.
1: Well, Rachel thinks that I'm the rich friend. So
2: I think it. Yeah, I know it. Well, among the three of us, you don't think Jackie has more money than you? She owns a house, Theo.
0: But I'm a man. I must be getting paid more.
2: Yeah, she should only be allowed to make 86% of what you make.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's gone up to 86?
2: (laughs) Feminism.
1: (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, you know, I don't think of you guys any differently. I only think of you marginally (laughs) worse. Yes, yes. I just think of you less. Oh, okay. (laughs) Since I've become the rich one.
0: Thanks for stooping.
2: So here are the two principles of a good friendship. Never lie or deceive your friend and always reject slander of your friend and don't even start to believe it. Mm -hmm. He also hears some great advice for us because we have a podcast he says how friends should talk to each other you ready
1: okay 13 years in we're going to figure out how to talk to each other
2: there should be a certain pleasantness of speech and actions between two people that gives a special flavor to friendship severity and seriousness are impressive in their proper place but friendship ought to be more amiable genial and relaxed so that it tends towards sociability and ease of every sort but what about the third person in Oh, shoot.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, you can just treat
2: her however you want. <laughs> ah, Who <we> do <need> her?
0: <laughs> and I do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, in
2: The Friendship, <laughs> Thea only has two friends, and it's they're both women.
0: I'm the protagonist.
2: I'm shaking my head no.
1: Didn't we say once that, or maybe somebody else said it, that a group of of three—I feel like people always say it about girls, but it could just be people in general. A group of three is always going to end up like two of them are going to form a little alliance against the other one. So it's an unstable number. Oh. I don't think that's... Like the first triumvirate. I think a lot of the time, me and Rachel are against Theo, or Rachel (laughs) and Theo are against me. I would
2: phrase it as Theo is against us. (laughs) 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 Sure.
0: Damn, that makes you sound powerful.
2: You lose, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think we do form little alliances.
2: But I don't think we're always one way or the other. And also, the three of us have different shared interests between different pairs.
1: You were supposed to make a Venn diagram of us, remember?
0: Oh, for this episode?
2: I know, There's just we have too many qualities. We're divergent. <laughs> yeah, we're divergent. <laughs> okay, so he also says, don't prefer new friends to old friends, because old friendships are awesome. They age
1: like wine. But he does say, you shouldn't be afraid of being friends with people younger than you, even people much younger than you. Or older. No, older is bad. Younger only.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Older is good. No, that's too. a joke
1: because it can't, then it can't go both ways. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he does say that friendship shines more brightly between people of the same age. Maybe that's why me and Rachel just shine a, a
1: little more brightly.
2: Look at our friendship shining, <laughs> shine a little brighter. <laughs> so he says, he says, no matter. <laughs>
0: kind of had a little Jimmy Stewart in there. Lisa, or, or friendship. <laughs> oh, pr- friendship or f- shines a little brighter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you ever left your Jimmy Stewart impression in? I
0: don't think so. I think, yeah, one but time I think he gonna did. This is going to be the time.
2: <laughs> this is the best one yet. Usual. <laughs> Theo keeps doing Jimmy Stewart impressions. He's done it probably four or five episodes now and he always takes it out.
1: <laughs> I think he did leave one in because I remember him saying, like, oh, I'm mad at you then now I have to leave in.
2: Well, we can check through the show notes and see if I've ever said Jimmy
0: Stewart. Check the tapes. Oh,
1: he said, I, I, I was bored of the darkness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jimmy Stewart
1: is Bane? (laughs) Yeah, you did that.
0: That's so funny. (laughs) And you
1: took it out. (laughs) No, he didn't because I remember it. If he took it out, I wouldn't remember it. How would I hear it? He heard
2: it in person.
0: (laughs) uh, Juju, I was was born in the darkness.
1: (laughs) I just did an impersonation of Theo doing an impersonation of Jimmy Stewart doing an impersonation of Bane. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That was pretty good. Okay, so he says, you should always treat your friends as equals and share your advantages. And his example of that is he's like, you know all those stories of heroes and gods where they find out that the shepherds who raised them aren't their real parents?
1: Yeah, all those stories.
2: (laughs) Well, they still loved them. (laughs) So you should still love the people who actually are your real parents. I
1: know, I read that and I was like, I think he's getting a little confused now.
2: (laughs) He also had something where he's like, you know how we know friendship is is good well this guy wrote a play about some fake friends and when they did a really great thing for each other everyone applauded
1: Yeah, so if you're going to clap for fake friendship, you should definitely <laughs> clap for real friendships. So, everybody, let's put our hands together for friendships real and fake. No, yeah,
2: that's his logic. <laughs> he also says, he says, don't commit to friendships until you're old enough that your character and way of living are established and confirmed. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, all your friends are going to be slaves and your mom. <laughs> Which, no, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> but yeah, Theo, no. I mean, unfortunately, he has a lot of friends he's had since he was a little boy. His example is like when you're a little kid, all you care about is throwing balls around. Like imagine if you made friends with people who loved to throw balls and now you don't care about it anymore.
1: Well, he would love that. Theo would love to have friends who would just want to throw balls
0: around and climb trees. Climb trees, yes. Throw balls, no.
1: Climb trees, yes.
0: Huh? You don't know me at all,
1: <laughs> think Jackie. he likes to throw balls. I climbed trees with you this summer. It's just that I couldn't get down from the tree afterwards. <laughs> we did?
2: Yeah. You think if Theo liked to throw balls, he would have avoided every sport that involved throwing balls?
1: I don't know. Well, here's my question about that. <laughs> Were we old enough to decide to become friends when we met at 16? Apparently. I don't know.
0: Well- Maybe we haven't reached the age when our tastes diverge. Or maybe our our tastes had already
2: settled by then. Maybe our character and way of living were already established and confirmed. I
1: don't think that's good to be confirmed by 16. I am exactly who I was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we helped each other grow in the same direction, so then it's okay.
0: (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I was 15 years old. And that was
2: already your personality.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you think so? You don't think you've changed? Of
1: course he's changed.
2: You have to think you've changed. You always talk about how terrible
1: you were as a teenager. (laughs) And still am.
2: Okay, so he has some other advice. He says, don't ever let a former friend become your enemy. You need to unravel the ties of friendship and not just cut them. Whoa. Yeah, pretty good advice.
0: That's a good metaphor. Yeah.
1: Soft fade. If you think you're about to not be friends anymore. Just let it fade out. Right. Don't burn the bridge. Just right. ghost He says, unless you absolutely have to. He's
2: like, sometimes they do something so bad where you do have to publicly denounce them, but publicly try to avoid them. that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he says that, you know, a friend quite simply is another self and that That's you have to be a good person. And you have to seek good people to be friends with you. And then, yeah, he gets to the bit about advice saying, like, look, your friends shouldn't offend you except when they're advising and criticizing you, but only if they're doing it in the spirit of goodwill. And he says, like, a lot of people don't like to hear criticism from their friends. So sometimes your bitterest enemy can be more helpful to you than a like a sweet seeming friend because Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that your enemy is going to tell it how it is.
0: Jeez. But that makes them a real friend
2: that makes yeah so then it's it's a circle <laughs> so he also says that you can't be a hypocrite and have friends you have to be constant because if your personality is always shifting to fit different people they can't ever know the real you so they can't Uh-oh. really be your friend like how
1: sometimes Theo's really into composing and sometimes he's really into food yeah yeah
0: I do think that is actually my problem.
1: That you're a hypocrite?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that I act very differently around different people.
2: I think that's normal. So then you feel uncomfortable when your friends meet each other?
0: Oh my gosh. Talk about... Terrible. Talk about terrible. <laughs> we, we were talking about terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. A new podcast with Theo Chandler.
2: <laughs> Talk about terrible. Every episode is just a different thing that makes him uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> it's a daily podcast where I just tell them what happened that day.
1: <laughs> what terrible thing? I happened. think it's normal to be to be certain people around some people, and never mind, it's not normal to be certain people.
0: <laughs> I think it's <laughs> yeah. fairly normal too, but I also think that Cicero is calling me a monster.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's normal
2: to be a different person around different friends. I I think it's normal to be different like at work versus with your friends but i have some friends like sumon for instance who's very nice she has very nice friends and i always like the friends of hers that i meet and i always get along well with them Mm -hmm. and that's great and she's always loving to introduce her friends to each other which is how i feel whereas theo on the other hand like really hates when people he knows meet each other
1: He gets very stressed.
0: You got to keep the dynamic in mind.
1: It stresses me out, but I I also kind of like it in a way. But I think, I don't know if it's becoming different people. I feel like that sounds really extreme, but there are some friends that I just like don't talk the same way to.
0: She gets all country with her bun friends.
1: You know, I just feel like they're too sweet. They're too sweet. I can't like say certain things to them. That's true. Just tell your mean
2: friends that they're sweet or whatever.
1: No, not mean. I just feel like sweet, like innocent, like, ooh, I can't talk about the human centipede with these guys. You can't talk about it with us either. (laughs) But I do.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about just like the sort of jokes that I will make or something like that. Cause I, I know different people have different humor. I feel like I have lots of different things that I find funny, but like, I'm not telling you guys the same jokes I'm telling your locker room friends. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so he says, don't be duped by flattery. And that sometimes friends will like, they'll be so good at flattering that they'll disagree with you in a flattering way. And then you'll get tricked. That's the end of the book. He kind of talks about, look, I've got old friends. I've got young friends. I've got friends my age. And then he says some more like really nice things about Scipio Africanus. And he says, like, he's such a great guy that people are going to remember his greatness forever. And even though he's dead, he's he's not really dead to me because I'm always going to remember our time together.
1: And he says, even if one day I completely forget him, it won't be so bad because I'm old enough that I'm not going to have to it for long. I'm on my way out. (laughs) He's like, even if I
2: lose my memory of him someday, that will still be sweet because that means soon I'll die and be with him again.
0: Oh, so he believes in an afterlife.
2: He says he does, and he also says Socrates, he's like, look, Socrates loved to play devil's advocate for everything, but he always said there was a spirit, so you know there is.
1: Yeah, and like (laughs) he said, either there's an afterlife or there's not, and both ways it's fine, because if you're good, you're going to heaven and if you're not, you're not going anywhere, I guess. Yeah, that's what he says. if you're good, you're going to heaven and if there is no heaven you're not going anywhere so it doesn't
0: matter yeah but if you're bad there's yeah some shit's going down if you're bad and there's no afterlife <laughs> I don't know what happens to you <laughs> that's fine
2: if you're bad and there's no afterlife you go to heaven you're
0: not allowed to be bad <laughs>
2: We're not allowed to be (laughs) bad.
0: I just want to be (laughs) bad. Well,
2: should we, I mean, to close off the episode, should we talk a little bit about our friendship or no? (laughs) We've been talking about our friendship the whole dang time. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this Podiversary episode. We, I mean, we've had a good time, haven't we? Do you guys enjoy doing the podcast or is it just a habit at this point? I love it. (laughs) He loves it. I'm having
1: a great time. I've never had a better time doing anything in my life. (laughs) This is
2: great. (laughs) It's really changed Theo's life. He has another podcast now. It's called Uh Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. It's with his cousin, Joseph. You should check it out. They're cousins, but they're also friends. Oh my god! <laughs> now he'll die for me, She's right? Such
0: a good friend. Yes. <laughs> Jackie's still iffy on, but Rachel's got.
1: It. Well, you don't have anything left for me to plug. Uh, his composing. Uh, his how about career?
0: my entire musical career? How about... um?
2: How about how he wants a sugar mama?
0: Yeah. How about my sugar mama thing? Oh, we already talked about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed it. I really look forward to what we're going to do in the next year. The podcast has grown a lot, in my opinion. I think it's doing really well. I'm excited about it. We're
0: killing it. Uh, I mm. feel
2: encouraged. We're killing it. We're killing it for a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> killing it for three people who don't know Obama at all. What? You know, like if we were friends with Obama and we could get him on the pod, that would be amazing Mm. for our metrics. But I would have serious issues with him in terms of drone
1: strikes and stuff. He's our rival. He has his own podcast. Well, we'd offer to be on his, too. Oh, yeah. That's only fair. Yeah,
2: we could be on the one with Bruce Springsteen, whatever. We're his true friends. We would offer these things to him. Okay. So I'm excited to see where the podcast goes in the next year. I think it's going to keep growing and... If you're interested in helping us make that happen, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And also, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Cannon.
1: I just decided as of this very moment that we're announcing a new stretch goal. Stretch. Yeah. Okay. We would love to see three of your beautiful, shining little faces become patrons, Just three. What a weird number. We need three more patrons because each of us needs a patron. So when you sign up. You get to pick. The first one to sign
2: up gets to choose who they're the patron
1: of.
0: Become the Theo member.
1: Yes. Become the Jackie member. Come on. You know you want to. They
2: want to be the Rachel member. I can tell.
1: They really don't. I'm
2: begging you.
0: (laughs) I would die for the Theo member.
2: Okay, so we want, let's, we're hoping to get three new patrons by the end of the year. If you'd like to be a patron, we accept any amount from $1 plus. And if all three of you want to be the Jackie patron, that's fine. You can do that. No. You can uh, yeah whatever do it if you want. But um we have different rewards on all the tiers. I highly recommend at least joining the tier where you get access to all our bonus content cuz we've got some pretty Ooh. funny stuff.
1: Cuz that's the fun tier.
2: That is the fun tier. Okay, well, thank you so much. The
0: final fun tier.
2: We really appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. We really appreciate everyone who has been listening to us from the beginning and some people have. No. basically all our parents and some other friends and stuff.
0: Should we say bye Nell just one more time? No. Thank you so much How about this? How about stop using my toothbrush (laughs) Nell?
1: All right. Bye Nell. Stop using his toothbrush. (laughs) Bye now. Bye Nell. If you ever decide you want to give Theo up for adoption, Rachel and I are happy to take his place. Mm -hmm. It's a one out, two in system. Yeah. It's a get rid (laughs) of one, get two free.
2: But we'll still belong to our own parents too, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. Bye. Wait, should we say something cute about friendship as our little goodbye? Bye. Can we say something in Latin? Can we say to friendship
2: in Latin?
1: Ooh, that's a fun one.
2: Okay, let's do it.
0: Odd Ad Ad <laughs>